theyeshiva.net. So here we explore the core of the mistake, the great error of the spies, notwithstanding their lofty madrege, which has to be understood. And there he says, What was bothering them was not that they didn't have a muna, they didn't have betochen, they didn't have, like you learn literally, they were simply uh, troublemakers. No. On the contrary, they were madrega gavoya ma'oid. They were on a very high spiritual level, maybe higher than most people. Which is why Moshe chose them. This explains how Moshe could make such poor judgment. I mean, if anybody knew the Jewish people, Isha Sheruach boy, Moshe describes the definition of a leader. He asks about the new leader, it should be somebody, Yifkid Hashem So Rashi says that a leader ha- can't have one spirit. He has to have the spirit of every individual. In other words, he has to be able to relate to every single person on his or her level. That's a unique capacity. There's no mitzvah that a real leader excludes some souls from his soul. Like, this is the type I don't get along with. When you're not a leader, you can afford to do that. You say, it's not my, it's not my type. He's just not my type. You know, he's a good guy maybe, but a leader, if he's an emerson, a Sean McClellis, so he's the Klal of Knesset Yisrael. When you're the Klal of Knesset Yisrael, there's no Jew that uh, can be excluded from your space, from your from your neshama. So Moshe Rabbeinu, who asks for such a leader, obviously he had that. How can it be that there should be l'chayda, such poor judgment in understanding the people? So this is the struggle of what, the question of what happened. So this is what the Balatanya suggests, Fakert. Moshe knew how special they were. He understood how deeply spiritual they were. Elamai, because of precisely that great spirituality, is what made such a mistake. Somebody who's not so ruchni is dick. So the gashmi is dickite of the new life doesn't bother him so much. But because of their spiritual sensitivity, they said, Eretz they don't want it all to be destroyed. So this means, according to this, somebody asked, somebody asked, and when you read the Chumash, the story, it says, where is this in the story? The story just says that everyone is hysterical, we're going to die and die, and that's just physical fear. But the emphasis is that, yeah, you could read the same story with different glasses. You could say the Miraglin was simply looking out for their skin. He says they were looking out for their skin, but which level of skin were they looking out? Sometimes people are afraid they're going to die physically, and sometimes people are afraid that they're going to die spiritually. And for them, a spiritual death is akin to a physical death. They're going to die mentally, they're going to die emotionally, they're going to die spiritually, and their whole reality is going to be transformed. So all the psukim also mean that. But depends what layer of death, what layer of destruction. Is it physical destruction? That uh, our, our wives and our children, everybody's going to die. Or it means that basically the stress and the challenge and the lifestyle within the physical world, outside of the cocoon of the Shekhinah and Moshe and the clouds, will completely transform them. And yet, he says it was a mistake. Because as Yeshua and Kalev said, Toiva Ha'aretz, Ma'oid, Ma'oid, not one time Ma'oid, but Ma'oid, Ma'oid, that the infinity of Ein Saif, you're looking for Ein Saif, you're looking for Dveikas with Hashem, the real Dveikas, the real Ma'oid, Ma'oid, which is Bleakvul infinity, will only happen in 
the Eretz HaGashmis. Not Eretz Yisrael HaRuchnis, not the spiritual Yerushalayim, but the physical Yerushalayim. Eretz HaGashmis. Because of that, everything is a different perspective. By running away from Eretz Yisrael and staying in the Midbar, you're ultimately not reaching the Ma'oid. You're reaching great spiritual heights. But the Ma'oid, the Stalik, Ikara, the Kuchabrichu, B'chulu Almin is only through Eskafis and Ta'achara. It's only by dealing with the Chayshach, and that's where the Medrash says, Nisava HaKadosh Baruch Hu Liyas Loiwir, Dira, Tafke B'Tachtoinim, not B'Alyoinim. They wanted Alyoinim. They wanted to be in this world, but they wanted the spiritual Eretz Yisrael. But Nisava, the Taiva of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kavayachal is, that the Dira should be B'Tachtoinim. And he continues. Ki be'emes, the truth is, kol shuhu madrega hayoyse gavoya ma'oit. Counterintuitively, whatever is madrega hayoyse gavoya ma'oit, the higher something is, the loftier it is, and if it's yoyse gavoya ma'oit, mean excessively higher, mezgale bedover hayoyse tacht and dafke. It's expressed in the opposite extreme. It's expressed dafka in the lowest. The yes to say is much stronger than it could be expressed in higher things. Lamash. Mi barseichel gadol. Take an incredible barseichel. Barseichel gadol doesn't mean an intelligent person. It means a brilliant person, a genius. She evshaloi legalus chachmosei la'amakabel sichle bedibur. He cannot reveal this level of wisdom to the recipient, to the student, bedibur through words. There's no words to convey it. Kiyem beremez. Only through hints. The Maisadaf, which is actually Maisa, not Dibur. It's a gesture. It's a gaze of the eye. It's a it's a movement in the body. Yachel Legalus Biyesas could reveal much more. This is the depth of what the Chazal say. What does it mean? Literally it means for the one who's intelligent, a remez is enough. You speak and speak and speak and speak, you're not gonna get anywhere. But what the Baltan says is something deeper. only Some things you can't convey in words. They're too profound for words. It's the remez. It's the remizah. It's the intimation. It's the gesture. It's that which is between the lines. Not the lines. Beinashuris is much more. Somebody once asked a pianist, there was a pianist who once asked another pianist, a very famous pianist who played in Carnegie Hall, he says, why did you become world-renowned? He says, I play the piano, I think, as well as you. But me, nobody looks at me, you know. They take me for my mitzvahs. And you, you're like uh, the star of stars. He says, well, we both play notes. We both read the same notes. We both play the notes. He said, the difference between you and me is the pauses. The pauses between the notes. He says, that's the difference. The pause. The space. The silence. It's not the notes. It's what you don't. It's the silence. I wanted to open a yeshiva once in, in Varsha. In Warsaw, before the war, there was a yeshiva called Mekur Chaim. It was named after Reb Chaim Salavejik, Reb Chaim Brisker. The first Rosh Yeshiva was a son-in-law of Reb Chaim Brisker. I think his name was Reb Hirsch Glicksman. It's Reb Hirsch Glicksman. They wanted to hire a certain Rosh Yeshiva who was a Talmud of Reb Chaim Salavejik. So they asked his son, the Brisker of Reb Velvel the Brisker, if they can hire him. 
He said, no, 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 don't hire him. So he said, uh, why not? He says good, he gives me, he heard from your father. He says, yeah, yeah, Eveis was Tzazagen, but Eveis Nish was Nish Tzazagen. It's a Salavechik line. He, he knows what to say, but he doesn't know what not to say. <laughs> it's not a Chachma to say. You have to know what not, in what you don't say goes in much more wisdom than in what you say. It's the pause. Daila Chachima B'Remiza, only B'Remiza. The Bein Ashuras. Apart from the Balatanya, it's also very deep word. It says in Medrash, Mehechan Karnu Erpnei Moshe. In Parshish Kisisa, Moshe comes down a second time. And his face is so bright, nobody could look at him. He has to put on a a masva mask. So uh, the Medrash says, what happened? Where did where did this happen from? So he says he was taking dictation, dictation from Hashem. So he had a pen, a quill, and he's writing to save a turner. In the pen, there was some extra ink. <laughs> it didn't go into the to the Sefer Torah. So Moshe smeared that ink on his face. Everybody asks, God, Lechayda, could estimate how much ink was needed. A person, you have extra ink. Yeah, yeah you have extra ink. You could have estimated. What the Why was the extra ink? Why is Moshe put it on his face? The pshat is, there's that which you could write in a Sefer Torah. There is the ink that stays in the pen. It's what you didn't write. A real writer, as much work as he puts in into writing, he puts into that which he doesn't write. What remains in the pen, what remains inside is much deeper than what comes out. Most recipients wouldn't know that. Wow, it's beautiful, it's extraordinary. But then there's something called between the lines. What was not said, can you figure out what was not said is much more than what was said. When there's real depth. When there's no real depth, then you just say everything, right? And uh, when there's real depth, a lot of it you can't say. So how do you say it? You say it by not saying it. <laughs> what you don't say, when the Gemara says, Darshir Shumas Omrim Eimai Galatoi says, that's what Darshir Shumas is. The ability to read between the lines and see what's yeah. the text deliberately. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it says by Krishna, la yirmas be'enov, la yikritz be'enov. What's kritz? A kritz be'enov is you. Uh, it's a blink. It's a blink. These are inyanim of remes. I remes is maisa, and dibur is more sophisticated than maisa. Dibur is more spiritual. What's our remes? What's up, sir? Remes with your finger. But in that, that allows the revelation, the manifestation of deeper ideas that can't be structured in the world of Dibur. So here you have the paradox that that which is much higher can only come down through that which is much lower, which will not contradict it. Dibur could only capture that which it is a keli for. That which is too deep for containers, Dibur says, I'm sorry, I can't talk about this. So you have to take something completely inferior in order to convey that. The Taldus Yaakov Yosef brings from the Baal Shem Tov. 
Yismach, we say Shabbos morning. Yismach Moshe, but Matnas Chelka. At this point, people are usually hungry, so they don't always listen. Ki Eved Nemon Karasaloi. Klil Tiferes Biroishai, Nasataloi Bamdil Vanachalarsin. Moshe rejoices with his gift. You have defined him as an Eved Nemon. Actually, in this week's parasha, Bechal Beisi Nemonu. He's a faithful servant. A crown of beauty you placed on his head when he stood in Arshid. Koldus Yaakov Yosef says from the Balshem of his Rebbe, Yaakov Yosef from Pulna, the Rav of Pulna brings, what's the connection between the two? It seems, so he says, interesting, very interesting word. Balshem says, a, a king comes into the, his palace. He's dressed up with full splendor, course, because he's coming from outside from a speech or whatever. Now he goes into his room and he wants to what we would call chill out. You don't sit with your Shemayna B'gadim and your crown a whole day. You can't, it's not, it's not a normal way. You get rid of it, you throw it away, you come home, right? You get rid of the tie, you get rid of the shoes, you get rid of the jacket. There's people who sit a whole night in their house on the couch with a tight tie. But those are unique, unique individuals and if he was like to grow up in such a home... Yeah, there's people, yeah, forget. You come home, yeah, what's that? It's a hefkevelt. It's a hefkevelt. When I menschich, when I mensch, yeah? Some of the German Jews, I mensch is a mensch. What, 11 o'clock at night, so they'll go to sleep also with a the tie. They'll go to the shower with it, or whatever. It's a, it's a certain, it's a certain hagdara. The slippers are always mat. The slippers are uh, always even. It's a certain... It's a tipus. You have to respect it also. Americans don't understand it. Americans know McDonald's. But uh, but this is a mahalach. So uh, the king comes home and he wants to relax. So he takes off his crown. Where does he put the crown? He has a nail in the wall. There's a nail. And he puts it on the nail. Fregda told us, Yaakov Yosef, A crown which represents the gem of his royalty. And it's the cornerstone of his malchus. You're putting it on a nail. You call in the highest minister, the wise, wise minister, and you put it on his head. You don't put it on a nail. Chandra says, no way. Because if you take the crown and you put it on the head of the minister, he's going to think he's the melech. The nail is never going to think that he's the melech. So the nail can get everything. The person, the minister, can't get everything. You can give him a certain position, can't give him the crown. A nail, you can give everything. Because the nail will never think that he's not a nail. He'll never think you put the crown on him because he's the king. He knows that he's the nail. Moshe Rabbeinu Eved Nemon Karasalai. He was an Eved Nemon. He got the crown also. Because Moshe saw himself completely as a conduit, as a nail, so to speak, therefore Moshe has everything. That's the Pchina, the Rashbi, the, the Zoyar says in, uh, says in Parshish Kisisa, so Pela de Kizoyar, Shalosh Pam Bashan Eira Kol Schur Chaspinah Hashem Alekech, Vamakam Ashayivcher, Vulayera Aspinah Hashem Reikam. So the Lashon is, that three times a year you come to see Espnei Ha'odoin Hashem. You come to see the face of the Master Hashem. So the Zoyar says this, these words Man Pnei Ha'odin Hashem. 
who is the face of the master? Dar Reb Shimon So everybody says, Dar Reb Shimon How could you say this? This is Judaism. It's not another religion. It's not only in Zoya, which you can attribute to Kabbalah, to Yerushalmi. It's a Yerushalmi in Bikurim. It says the Apostle in Chavakah, V'ashem beheichal kotre, it's the third of Shavuos, second day. V'ashem beheichal kotre, Hashem is in His holy chamber, says the Yerushalmi, Dar Rebelezer b'Rebiyosi b'Beknishta d'Kesarin. This is Rebelezer, the son of Rebiyosi, when he was sitting in his base medrash in the city of Caesarea, Caesarea, when he's sitting, it's Hashem beheichal kotre. So a Talmud Yerushalmi, you're calling a Tana, by the name of Hashem? This is unheard of in Judaism. The answer is, depends. If it's an Eved Nemon, Nasataloi, Rashbi says in Zoya, I'm just a simon. I have no eye. My eye is just like a sign, a simon for God's eye. My eye is a conduit. Then, because Rashbi is not Rashbi. What do you see in Rabshimabayechai? He's a conduit for the divine. Rebelezer it's not that he is Hashem. Ainoid Mulvado, there's no duality, no shtereshuyas. This is not the, uh, the father and the son. This is Judaism, not Christianity. The Pshat is that Rabshimabayechai, Rebelezer like Moshe Rabbeinu, their very identity was that there's no identity, they're one with the source. So when I look at you, what's the you? The you is divine because there's no you outside of the divine. Now this is true about everything in the world. But everything in the world, we block it. So I'm looking at you, I see you. When you look at you, you also see you. You don't see the divine because we we have blockages. Somebody doesn't have blockages. The truth that everything is divine comes out through them. So there's no them. So so that's the Khalil Defetis Badeshna Satala. So that's why words have prominence. Because they have prominence, they could convey only things that they could convey, that are be'erech to their identity. The tachtoin, in many ways, because it's devoid of sophistication, so it's like that nail, in a way, it could capture everything. So here he introduces it theologically in a fascinating way, that in this world, you can experience truth that you can't experience in any of the worlds. Not because it's a high world, because it's such a low world. It's like that nail. It's back to the marshal, another marshal that we spoke a few days ago, you remember, that the king invited everybody to come to the palace. And everybody went, but they got stuck. Either in the floor where there was food, or wine, or drinks, or jewelry, or art, or music, or wisdom. Because they were sophisticated, nobody made it to the king himself. The simpleton, the Ani, he went straight Lefnei Hashem. Why? Not because of his superiority, because of his inferiority. His lack of sophistication proved quite significant in the sense that he couldn't appreciate anything. Because he couldn't appreciate anything, he goes straight to the essence. So Dafke, in the place that's Yoiser Tachten, in the lowest place, you can have the truth that comes out that you can't have in anywhere else. Because anywhere else, it manipulates it. Because it's sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. Says 
So when you look at the Sefer Torah, what's written there in black is much less than the white. So this refers to the Akurayim of the, the knowledge. When Shia comes, everything is going to be revealed. Yeah. There's a Gemara. The Gemara says, "Kol ois gvil It's not kosher. In other words, every letter in the Sefer Torah has to be encircled by white parchment from all sides. If two letters are touching, it's not good. You need the gvil around it, the parchment around it. When you look at the gvil around it, there's nothing there. It's just white. It's white parchment. Megala Mukha says. Yisrael is Yashishim Ribi Isis Lotaira. The word Yisrael means every Yashishim Ribi, every Jew has a letter in the Torah. In other words, there are people who could look in a Torah and see a letter and see a Jew there. Or the other way around, they look at a Jew and they see the letter in the Torah. The question is there are Jews that when you look at them, you don't see their ice in the Torah. You don't see that they have an ice in Torah. So on this, it's brought in, Sif- in Sifri Chsidis, that Rabbi Akiva, the Gemara says in Menachas, it's a Peladika thing, that Rabbi Akiva went up to Harsinai, he saw Hashem making the Tagim on the Sefer Torah. Koshik, so he's making crowns on the letters. So he says, what's this for? Menachas He sees Hashem making, you know, the, those, what's called Tagim. Tagim, little Zions. The Ramah calls them little Zions on the Sefer Torah. Shatnas get seven letters have three lines on each of them. Shin ayin tes nun zayin gimel tzam. Frekt Moshe mima akev al yotcha. What is this for? Who needs these little decorations? Somebody's for this is homework. It's a knas in yeshiva. What are you doing? So Hashem says it's not for you. So get zayin ayid akiva ben yosef. Many generations. Osid lidrosh al kol koitz vekoitz tilei tilim shalalachos. So Moshe says I want to see him. So he shows him back to the future, whatever it is, and uh, he puts him in the shear, and Rabbi Kiva is giving a shear, and Moshe doesn't understand what he's saying. Chol Shadaita. He gets very upset. And the story continues. So it's, a, it's a story, it's a loaded story. One of the interpretations is, the Tagim represents the Jews that don't have an ois in the Torah. Rabbi Akiva, for 40 years, he never learned. He didn't have a nice in the Torah. Not only that, his parents weren't even Jewish. He was a ben So he was disconnected. The Gemara says, Rabbi Akiva told his student, when I was in Amaretz, I would tell, I would say, Bring me a Talmud Chacham, I'll bite him like a donkey. For the Gemara, why not like a dog? And for the Gemara, one breaks bones and one doesn't break bones. It's a, it's a different bite. You have to know, a dog bites and a donkey bites. It's a different bite. At Kedekach. So you might think that this Jew is disconnected from Torah. The answer is, is Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva rakes the tagin. Sometimes you're not connected to a letter, but you're still holding on, on a chutasaira, on a strand, on a string. That's the pchin of Rabbi Akiva. And it's seven letters, shatnas gets, and each one has three. So it's brought in Svarim, I think from the Sar Shalom of Bells, that uh, seven letters, and each one has three, so it's twenty-one. Those are the 21 days from Rosh Hashanah through Rosh Hashanah, which are the days of Tshuva, when even the Jew doesn't have a letter in the Torah from Shavuos, that's before the Chet HaEgel, but after the Chet HaEgel comes Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Rabbi Kiva's Yartzit is on Yom Kippur, or Erev Yom Kippur, yeah, Josephus brings what he was killed by the Romans, that's the Pchin of Rabbi Kiva ben Yosef, 
Akiva says in Prikayavis, Chaviv Adam Shanivra Bitsalam, a man is precious because he was created in God's image. And then Rabbi Akiva says, Chavivin Yisrael Shanikru Banim Lamakim. Every person, Jew and non Jew, is God's image. Chavivin Yisrael because they're children, and then Chavivin Yisrael because they have Torah. So I once heard from the Lubavitcher Rebbe, why Rabbi Akiva, he went through all three stages. Most Jews are born Jews into Torah. Rabbi Akiva knew what it means to be a human being not Jewish. Rabbi Akiva knew what it means to be Jewish without Torah. Rabbi Akiva knew what it means to be a human being and Jewish with Torah. So he goes through and all three are beloved. Rabbi Akiva knew what that means. A, a person is God's image. Jew or non-Jew alike. Then there's Chavivin Yisrael, then Chavivin. He went through all three stages so he can appreciate the Tagim. That's the Pchin of Yom Kippur. Then, Balatanya brings us something deeper. You have Jews, you'll hear Divri Alekim Chayim now. You have Jews that have an Oisna Torah. You look at them, and you could see in their eyes, you could see a Sefer Torah. You have Jews, you look at them, you don't see an Ois, but they still have, they're still connected with that little Zion, that little strand, that little Chut Yeah, They'll come Yisker to Shul. Yisker, they won't miss a Yisker. You know, this Yidin, the Admasinus Nefers, they won't miss a Yisker. They won't miss a Yisker. Taste anecdote in history. See, interesting. Germany had one foreign minister who was Jewish. His name was Walter Rottenhau. An assimilated, assimilated German Jew. Very his father was Emil Rottenhau, very assimilated German Jews. Very an anti-Israel man that Jews have a homeland. They were real German Shepherd Germans. Because in Germany, the Jews assimilated like nowhere else. They were more German than the Germans in those days. Today it's hard to understand, but then they were... They were the gem of German culture, or part of the gem of them. And then, of course, they were spit out with a venom that was unprecedented. Rottenhau family represented this. And he became the first and last and ever foreign minister of Germany. And he was assassinated in 1922 or 23. He was murdered. Uh, Walter Walter Rottenham. His father actually bought the patents of uh, Edison, Thomas Edison. And he built one of the first electricity companies that the Germans took away. And then a Jew recently bought. I told the story once. Uh, Zandman, Zandman, yeah. Officials, Felix Zandman. Anyway, but I want to say one thing. Rabbi Chiel Weinberg was the Sridei Eish. You heard Rabbi Chiel Weinberg? He was a Gaonite. He was a Slabotka Talmud, and he became the head of the Hildesheim Rabbinic Seminary in Berlin. He was a brilliant man. His Levaya, Rabbi Chil Weinberg, was a very interesting story. He was on the way to be buried in Israel, Tavshin Chavav, 1965, and he was supposed to be buried in one type of cemetery, and Talmudim of Slabotka took the Oren and they brought it somewhere else. It was an interesting Meissen. Rabbi Weinberg was a gone, and he was the Rav of a Shulder. Now, yekes are yekes. There's no shtick over there. It was Yom Kippur once, and Walter Rottenhau pulls up in a car. The early 20s. Pulls up in a car for Yisker, to the shul. The Jews, the German Jews, who davening in the Orthodox shul, even though it was German style, it was my, but they went crazy. They went crazy. And he was a very prominent person. He was a prominent politician. But when he left... You know, the whole shul was 
how, how do we allow this? Michiel Weinberg stood up before Musa and he said, Listen, he was Mechalal Yom Kippur. That's who he is. That, that's where he is today. But he did it to honor his father. In his mind, he was doing the mitzvah of Kibbutz saying Yisker. And that aspect do not take away from him. Emes, he doesn't know better. He grew up without Torah. So for him, driving Yom Kippur doesn't mean anything. But realize that he understood that you have to honor your father and he came for Yisker. His own version of doing it, unfortunately. But don't take that away from him. Don't discredit it. Because in his mind, this was a very Jewish thing to do and it was a Jewish thing to do. The aspect of Kibbutz. And from this, this means that there's something in the, there's something in him that is very, very powerfully Jewish. Bechil Weinberg says this. Parab before Musaf, everybody could relax. Bechil Weinberg had a Talmud. He, his name is Rabbi Avram Grosbart. He lives in Eretz Yisrael. So he once in Yerushalayim he told this story once. Just a few years ago, he got up and he told the story. Bechil Weinberg. He t- finished this story. Said Bechil Weinberg said. This family is something very powerful, and because of this kibudav, I'm telling you, there's a spark here, and it's going to emerge. He finishes the story about his rebbe that he experienced, he observed it, and somebody in the crowd gets up and says, "Walter Rotnow is my zayda." Wow! And he's a shaymatayro mitzvah, living your shalayim today. So you have the Jew ahaltzuchon with a tag. He comes for Yisker. He can't underestimate it. I, where is he a whole year? Okay, it's a good shayla. But don't dismiss that. Don't destroy it. But now, you have Jews. They don't come for Yisker either. Nishtim Kippen, Nishr Shoshanah. You have three, 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 what are they called? The three days a year Jews. Right. Two days Rosh Hashanah, if even, or one day, one day Yom Kippur. But then you have those who are completely disconnected. You don't look at you look at them. There's no ice. You look at them. They're not even connected to the tag. So you might think that they're disconnected. Here comes the third pchina. The third pchina is the white parchment. The white parchment in the sefer Torah. When you look at it, you see nothing. So the Balatanya brings the white parchment conveys the dioishen shtayer bekolmasa, the ink that remained in Moshe Rabbeinu's pen. That did not come out, that's in the white parchment. That's the Dailah Hakim Abirimizah. When you look at the white parchment, you see nothing, and some people see everything. It's so deep, it's so sub, 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 subconscious, it can't come out in the conscious because it's too powerful. Our brain, our conscious brain, filters all information that comes into our conscious self, but only the information that it knows you can deal with. The information that is too profound, it says, let's keep this out. For now. Because when it comes out, it's going to be too powerful. Where does that come out? It comes out in blank steers. It comes out in wet and white parchment. It comes out in remozim. I once asked a psychiatrist, how do you, he was a brilliant person and I saw he did tremendous things with people. I said, how do you, uh, how do you figure it out? The people don't even know what's bothering them. They say one story. They talk about their mother. They mean so their shvigah. They talk about their shvigah. They mean their wife. People know what's bothering them. They're confused. He says, you think I listen to their words? He tells me, my work is 1% what they're saying. 99% of their bodily movements. 
99% of their bodily... I don't care if they don't say anything. The position in the chair, his hands, his arms, the twitches. Right now, somebody is sitting and shaking his foot under the table. I don't know why. But somebody's sitting and shaking his foot under the table. You don't have to raise your hand, it's fine. Right? You don't have to raise your hand. Okay. What? <laughs> that brings out much more. You'll speak and speak and speak. You'll tell stories about your wife and your mother and your father and yourself and your childhood and the, and the Rebbe and the Kehillah and the this and all the good things that happen in the mikveh, whatever. That pales in comparison to what you don't say and your feet. Your feet are saying, your eyes are saying, your twitch is saying, your finger is saying. Why? Why? Words are words. No, 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 no. The real stuff come out only by remiza. They can't come out through words. The words will not get them. They're too deep. That's the Dyoshin Ishtayavakamasi. That's the cloth. Those Jews are also connected in a positive way to the deepest places. But it's very deep. It comes out in the parchment. So Shvuiz is the Yamtiv of Isis. Yom Kippur, Shuva is the Yamtiv of Tagim. And then you have Simchas Torah. What's Simchas Torah? Simchas Torah, you want to celebrate Torah. How do you celebrate Torah? Open up a Sefer Torah and start reading, learning. No! You dance with the parchment of the Sefer Torah. You dance, dance with the gvil of the Sefer Torah. Fakert, you can't even read it. The, the Sefer Torah Bahakafis is sealed up. You can't even learn it. Who celebrates a book that way? Imagine uh, our Senate or Congress, Capitol Hill, would make a yearly celebration for the Constitution. Or better, the British Parliament, Pasta Bissel The British Parliament would make a yearly celebration of their constitution. So you would have all the Parliament members and all the lords, yeah, dancing. Or lawyers would take their law, law books, right, and dance after the bar. Or doctors in the hospital would take their medical texts and start dancing. You'll never trust them again. You say they should all be institutionalized. And that's what Jews do. They take their their books of laws, Mahipton Thompson, and everybody thinks it's normal. Even Apostle Sefatera, that's the point. What is it? It's dancing with the Gvil. Mukif Isis. It's what it's around, it's the Ermakif, and that's why you do Hakafis. Hakafis is the Bhin of Ermakif. Ermakif is the Ur that can't come into the ice. It surrounds the ice in the Gvil. That's the Bhin he's talking about here. So the ultimate Ein Saif comes out where? In the Tachtaynim. So that means that the truth of God in His essence comes out Afke. That's why Nisavali is Laidir B'Tachtaynim. Anywhere else there can't be a Dira. There could be revelations. There's a difference between a Dira and other places that we are. For example, everybody goes to work. Or one day, Emir <laughs> Work, your office is not your house. What's the difference? To go to your office, you need a reason why you're in the office to make a living. There's a uniform in the office. There's a certain persona that you display in the office. There's a certain persona that you display when you're sitting on an airplane, when you're sitting in a restaurant. Where is the place where you don't display persona, hopefully, in the house? Sadly, if you're displaying the persona in the house, it's not a house, it's a prison. Or to put it simply, in terms of uh, common reality... It's the only place where you could be without clothes, justifiably. You take mm-hmm. off your clothes in the office, mm-hmm. not going to be so geschmack. We're on an airplane, they'll probably do an emergency landing. 
in your house, I mean, the Mekayim HaSamotarim, yeah? And if I'll ask you, why are you going home? You don't need a reason. What do they say? The definition of home is, you don't need a reason to be there. And you don't need a justification to be there. If a child feels that he needs a reason and a justification to be yours, right? That you're dealing with a difficult situation. A house is your place. means the house, in other words, where you are literally without clothes, naked, is Everywhere in the world, the Balatanya says somewhere else. Everywhere in the world, he's with Levushim. He's, where is he without Levushim? In this world. I, this world is the darkest world. That's the word. Because of that, it could convey the ultimate. That's the dira, dira, a home. A home, Dachtayna. Who bevigda, he bevigda, yoytzebi yitinksu. Why the face? Huh? Shem Yeah. Yeah. Why the ink on the face? So this was the word that Moshe Rabbeinu knew that there's an oil in the Sefer Torah that he can't put into the Isis. But he put it into the Jew. He put it into himself. Shano Chacham B'Lashayna Mishnah Baruch Shabachar Bahem Ube Mishnasam. There's the Bechira Be Mishnasam and there's the Bechira Baruch Shabachar Bahem. Now another few. Oid Bal, another few moments. Oid Marshal, another Marshal. Another interesting Marshal. <laughs> The first marshal was also some marshal, but it's Eid marshal. Michoisum shall even toiv bahi. If you have a seal of an even toiv bahi, an even toiv is a diamond, and it's bahi. It's a dazzlingly brilliant diamond in terms of luminescence. Shaydei behiruse enam nikarim aisis bahi. If you look at it, you will not see the letters in it because it's too brilliant. Its light is too powerful. Only when you imprint it, you, you sign it, the signature is in wax, for example, suddenly you see all the Isis. Now you can't compare wax to the diamond. The diamond's price is maybe $50 million, the best diamond in the world, the greatest diamond in the world. And the wax is wax, you get it from a beehive. 35 cents, 45 cents. But because of the light, you don't see the Isis. In the Shaiva, suddenly you could see the Isis. So here's another marshal. Why does he need two mashalim? Obviously, every marshal is trying to convey a different Nikud. not what I'm saying. It's Oid marshal. Every marshal is conveying a different idea. The first marshal is conveying, I mean, you have to understand this, but the first marshal is conveying the idea that the highest truths could only come out, Birimizin, Maisa, they can't come out through Dibur. So there's in, 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 the atzmius of Alakus can only come out in Tachtoinim, in Gashmius. The second marshal is conveying that the Oisius you'll never see in the event type. They'll be lost in the light, and they'll only come out in the Shaiva. In the wax, it will come out. Where in the ois, in the, in the, in the source, some things bec- remain fakir. Dafka eclipsed because it's so light. And Dafka here, there's something that can come out that even in the Alyonim can't come out. Only here can you see. You'll see the tzitzis and you'll remember the mitzvahs. It's only through the action of looking, physical looking, at 32 physical strands 
Yavoy Mizelu Ischartem is called Mitzvah Hashem. It's a palatical thing. You want to remember the Mitzvah Hashem? Think about Mitzvah Hashem. No. You have to look at physical tzitzis, very physical and physical strands. Lamed Beis Chutim, because it's 8 and 8 and 8 and 8, so it's altogether 32. You look at the physical histaklus, or Isa it's like the wax. There you could see everything that you can't see when you look at the Ruchnis. It's called Mitzvah Hashem, which Lechayr is counterintuitive. So he says, Talus represents an encompassing light. And then you have the 32 pathways of wisdom that come from the Talus out. It's brought in Sefer Yitzira that there's 50 portals into Bina and there's 32 pathways into Chachma. So the Ur Makif, which is the Talus, is channeled in 32 pathways, which are the 32 pathways of Chachma. They're called Lamed Beis Nesivis Chachma. And then there's Hamishim Shari Bina, 50 portals of wisdom. Famous Gemara in Shashan that Moshe only got 49 till the end of his life. So he says, the tzitzis are the Lamed Beis Chutin. So now we come back to the beginning of the Maimer, that are Raisim Echachma Nafkas. Mitzvahs, a Torah comes from Chachma. And each of the mitzvahs, an Aver the Malka, it's a limb that brings out the brain. The brain is expressed in every organ in its own way. So the tzitzis are the Lamed Beis Nesivis of Chachma, which comes from the Talus, which is the Ur Makif, the Ur Makif, the infinite light. Which is why the Minigash can ask me to put on a talus only after the wedding. Why don't we put on a talus by Bar Mitzvah? So the Svardim do. But the Ashkenazim mostly put on after the wedding a talus. And the answer is because the real Ur Makif you can only get after your wedding. After you create a relationship with somebody different than you, you can reach the Ur which transcends you. So the talus you only put on after the wedding, according to the Minigash Ashkenazim. I guess the Svardim could reach an Ur Makif even earlier. Because Svardim are Svardim. So therefore, the only way you can access that out of the talus, you need the mice, the physical string. What's a physical string? What's this? But in this gets contained something that you can't contain in Dibur and in Chachman and spiritual meditation and so forth. Notwithstanding their greatness. This is punk the opposite of how the Miraglam understood. They said Fakert. Tzitzis, where are you destroying yourself? What are you taking Judaism and putting it into a physical setting? That's the end of everything. Keep it in the Midbar, let it remain in the world of Midbar, the world of Dvekas, the world of Machshava, the world of Dibur at best, and basically the inner world, not the outer world. The inner world, that's where the action is. And this, you can't be bevatl. This is a Machshava, it's a Choshava, it's a Machshava from Tzadikim, from big people, because there's a truth to it. In other words, you can't come to the truth of this Maimon if you don't first go through the truth of the miracle, you right away jump and you say, oh, Gashmis is higher than Ruchnis, you missed the point. You first have to go through the, if not, there wouldn't be a story in Torah. The story in Torah, you first have to go through the story of the miracle. You have to understand the story. And then you have to say, Toiva Aritz Moed because if not, you're missing touch. You first have to understand the Yerida of Gashmis. And then from the Yerida of Gashmis, you can understand the Aliyah of Gashmis. He was from the generation called Derdeya, the generation of perception. This Der he calls Derdeya from the Medrash. The Der that had Das. All other Derdeyas afterwards are basically like parrots, you know, like monkeys copying. But their Der was Derdeya. They were originals. They were not copycatters. They were originals. 
That's why they didn't accept anything easily. By us, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You just repeat. They didn't repeat. They created the story. And he was in a huge madrega. Even Moshe couldn't come to Eretz Yisrael. In other words, there's something in Eretz Yisrael that is higher than Der Deya and higher than Moshe. And yet he prays 550 times to come to Eretz Yisrael. I, Moshe Rabbeinu, you need Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael needs you. The answer is, because the ultimate kavana is to be able to go into the physical land. It's the ultimate b'riyah. It's taka the tachlis. And despite his greatness, this he didn't reach. This was the union of Yehoshua who could take Jews into Eretz So this represents the Torah Samer That they tainted heaven is greater than earth, ultimately. And if you could create heaven and earth, you reach the purpose. And Yeshua and Kalev said, no, heaven is taken greater than earth, no question. But toiva ha'aretz ma'id ma'id, the truth of ain't soif, you can only reach dafkin eretz, because nesava kadosh baruch hu and therefore it's not the disengagement from the world that is the ultimate purpose. The ultimate purpose is to engage the world, to engage the darkness, to engage the world within you, to engage the world without, around you, and to transform the very landscape that is the greatest stereotelikos to transform that. Now this debate, I'll just say this, and finish with this, it needs a bigger arichas, and the next line will continue this, but this debate of the Miraglin and Yeshua and Kolob is a debate that continues to our Jewish history. Maybe not this model of it, but the concept continues to our Jewish history. How do we look at the world? How do we look at Yiddishkeit? Do we look at the tachlis of Yiddishkeit is segregation, precious, to disengage as much as possible, and that's the ultimate definition of holiness, or to transform the world. Within yourself, you could look at it in two ways. Is the kavana in yourself to find your ruchnius and to escape all other parts of your personality? Or no, then you're missing the purpose. The, the ultimate purpose is to be able to show up with all aspects of the self, like we spoke, in the person himself, that the most tachten element of the person becomes not only part of Avaidus Hashem, it becomes the key purpose of his Avaidus Hashem. This perspective changes a lot of ideas in how you understand Yiddishkeit, especially its relationship with struggle, with stress, with physicality, with the universe, and with many other areas. So Shabbos, Shabbos we have the regular shiurim, and the Mitzvah Shem Sunday morning as well, we'll have the shiur, and then we'll resume this one on Monday morning, Be'ezer Hashem. Have a good Shabbos, everybody. Shabbos HaTovah. Freilich and Shabbos. Freilich and Erev Shabbos. Far Shabbos is Erev Shabbos. Eich HaGan Tzavoyde. You want to start L'Chun Eranen or Nochem? Ken Shemachem L'Chun Eranen or yeah, it's a good question. You want to know the difference. I'll tell you, it's a whole sugya. What is the difference between the two metaphors in the Kutatayda? I just touched on it very briefly. It seems to me, although I'm not sure, that the two mashalim of the Alter Rebbe represent completely two different ideas. The first mashal brings out that whatever is higher 
could only be revealed in a much lower place. The deepest truth comes out in the lowest place. The higher places disturb it. They impose their character on it. Because they impose their character on it, they filter it through their own vessels. And therefore it's not the pure truth. Like I said before, the nail remains loyal to the crown. There's no ego that gets involved. The Balshamtiv's marshal, The remez, the physical gesture, could contain the full truth with not diluting it. The truth of Ein Soif comes out in Gashmis. Wow, one word. Then there's another word. The, you have an Evan Boyer, a diamond, a dazzlingly brilliant diamond. It has Oisius in it. The Oisius can't be seen within the light. The light is too powerful, too vigorous. It eclipses the letters. Dafke in the wax and the Shaiva, the letters come out. I think he's talking about a whole other in you. Saif has within it Isis. What are Isis? Isis is the capacity of Hashem to express himself in a finite way. But those finite Isis are completely submerged in the infinite light. Where does the Koyach Hagvul of Hashem, his capacity to be finite, where does it come out? It comes out in our world. It comes out, and Dafka in the lowest world. In the lowest world, with this complete finiteness and darkness and divisiveness and fragmentation, here you see the profundity of the finiteness of the infinity. It's a whole different vart. This also comes out Dafka in It could be this is a different thing, the two Shalom. One is speaking about the Ein Soif itself. One is speaking about the Kaya Chagvul in the Ein Soif, which can only come out in this world. We're in all the higher worlds, which are all in one way or another spiritual. They eclipse the power of the Isis. Okay, but this still needs more Iyun. I'm not sure about this. I have to look up, look up more sources. Be'ezer Hashem will discuss this concept in the future as well. And uh, this is just something I'm thinking, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, there's different Svadim and Chassidus that talk about it in Ayim Beis. There's a lot of sugis about this. This, this still needs a, a, a lot of exploration. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.